0: Buckaroo Holiday Buckaroo Holiday
1: Hello, I'm Sport Murphy, and welcome to Buckaroo Holiday Express Why Express? Well, I'm doing this in a hurry. I usually spend a lot of time on these things, more time than you might think. And uh, I haven't put up a new show in a while. Things have been a little bit tricky around here and they're gonna get trickier. Uh, I've been under the weather, personally. It's not the Rona, it's something else, I don't know what. I'm not feeling great, but that's okay. Um, The main thing is, my son Miles has surgery coming up this week. And, uh, we're all a little freaked. We're scared. And, um, I don't know, I just want to get a show up here for, uh, for you all, since it has been a while, and I don't want to leave it hanging in midair. And, uh, I don't know, I'm hoping it'll distract me from, uh, my anxiety, which is profound. I mean, he'll be alright. Um, we have every assurance and everything's gonna be okay, but, you know, it's, it's when it's your kid, Um, when it's your loved one, you get a little rattled. And I've been pretty rattled anyway. So, um, so this will be a little bit of a placeholder before we go through this and he goes through this and we get him all better again. You know, it's been a rough winter and fall. In a lot of ways, you know, mostly for a year, I've just been sitting here around the house, pretty much an isolate, and uh, just letting myself go, man. I'm a mess. And every once in a while, you leave the house and you go to a store, you know, and God forbid you're in a store that has mirrors in it. You pass one of them, and, you know, it really is really is like the groundhog, you know, where if you accidentally see reflection in the mirror, that means it's going to be uh, six more weeks of drinking. So, anyway... We'll be taking care of Miles for a while, and maybe I'll have time and energy to get back to doing more shows, because I have a couple of them underway, the uh, extra shows and things like that. Um, Everything has just kind of been sidelined, but not permanently. I don't know if I believe or not in this sort of collective spirit thing when people say you're in my thoughts. I mean, I appreciate when people say it. I'm not one of these, you know, I think I told you this before, I'm not one of these people who hates thoughts and prayers. I think people who hate thoughts and prayers are just fucking assholes. Um, I take thoughts and prayers. You can pray for my boy. Um, I'd appreciate that. And when we do a show after this surgery, um, I'll probably bring him on as a guest and he can tell you a little bit about what he's been up to and how he's been dealing. Meantime, I'll also be working on stuff that's been underway. I have these finished gifts, these souvenirs, that uh, are going to a couple of you. I'll be asking you for your addresses privately and sending those out. Okay, got gonna get to some music. Uh, just, I guess I'll get this out of the way too here. Um, the uh, the MeWe, I'm still on the MeWe if you need to contact me. MeWe, it's like a f- alternative to Facebook that's like a ghost town. I'm still there. I don't really use it uh, in terms of posting but I can be contacted there. And if you have my email, you can contact me that way, and you can contact me through Podbean for now. And uh, if you wanna join the Patreon, I think the address should be on the Podbean page where you can go and do that. And you'll hear the extra shows I do for that, and blah, 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 okay. I think it'd be nice to start the show with some love.
2: a sleepy golden storm Many love before us I know we are not new In city and in forest They love like me and you Now it's come to distances Both of us must try Your eyes fill with sorrow steps will always rhyme, you know my love goes with you, your love stays with me, it's just the way life changes, like the shoreline of the sea, let's not talk of love or change, things we can't untie. Sleepy golden storm Many love before us I know we are not new And in city and in forest They love like me and you But now it's come the distances Both of us must drive. A change things we can't untie
1: It is Ron Wood getting his shit together there with help from Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, who wrote that for him before he joined the Stones. But it's pretty much a Stones record, really. In the fullness of time, we realize. Before that, Roberta Flack doing. Leonard Cohen's "Hey, That's No Way to Say Goodbye." It's from her first take album, big smash hit. The album, I mean, not the Leonard Cohen cover. Red Roads before that. Lunar Nova, steel guitar player who did monkeys sessions and a lot of a lot of different sessions. And that album was produced by Monkey Mike Nesmith. And it started with "Willow, Willow" by Love, Arthur Lee's second iteration of Love. Well second full iteration there were a lot of members came and went on the first three albums but that was the band he put together after sacking all the rest of them Brian McLean and the rest after doing the for sale album they did this album called out here on blue thumb records which I think was a lot of leftovers from the for sale sessions the last Arthur Lee and love things that really interest me there's a lot of stuff he did after that I don't know if but uh, it steeply declined uh, I don't know. Let's hear something by Paul Desmond and his quintet. 1954 Baroque. Cornflake Zoo by Andy Ellison. Andy Ellison having been in a number of bands through the years. Early on, John's Children, which also had Mark Bolin in it for a while. And Mark Bolin wrote that song, Cornflake Zoo, that Andy Ellison did so well on that recording. Before that was something from the 90s, late 90s, I guess. The band was Valium Agaline, which was a side project of the band Duster. And the song was called Bird Wings. I get a kind of Neil Young vibe from that. Not sure, but sort of. Before that, it was Nina Simone with Little Girl Blue. And I was torn because there's an earlier recording of that that she did. Uh, that solo piano, which is fantastic. I chose this one because it's just the arrangement, particularly the bass, I find really moving. And. Uh, Maybe not as eccentric and personal as Nina Simone's first version. She still does that um, Good King Wenceslaus counterpoint on that one. But it's a little looser, and it's it's absolutely great. You should check it out. But, um, yeah, that was the recording she did for Verve that you heard there. And at the beginning, it was Paul Desmond, the great alto sax player, who did a lot of great things with Dave Brubeck, doing one of these kind of, like, uh, cool jazz meets... Bach kind of things that were very popular in the 50s and you know thinking about my kids I'm going to play something here that uh, brings that to mind I don't like to go too many shows without playing something by Charles Ives you know me this is a beautiful beautiful song called Children's Hour where Ives muses on listening to his daughter playing with her friends something I absolutely relate to as one of life's great glories beautifully sung here by Adrienne albert and by the way just because just i like you i'm going to follow that with a recording of a piece by Adrienne albert one of her own compositions a piece called mirror image for saxophone quartet but first the children's hour by charles ives
3: I see it now.
4: i sure. uh, we?
1: talked about R.J. Stipps before and his band Super Sister. I've played several times here and um, you know they're, they're long time favorites of mine since I was a teenager. They're, they're a prog band but they stand apart. There's a little bit of Zappa in what they did. There's a, a fair amount of Canterbury prog and in the ballads and melodic songs there's a bit of backrack in the chord changes and whatnot. So after Super Sister originally broke up Stipps played in various bands. He played for a while in Golden Earring and for a long time in the band called The Knits, did some solo stuff, did some production work for bands like Grupo Sportivo, all of which I've avidly followed. And I was delighted to just discover recently that he did an album in 2019 in which he tried to uh, suggest what he thought Super Sister might sound like if they were still together. Two of the members are dead and the drummer plays on this album, but also it's fleshed out with members of all those other bands I talked about. Grupo Sportivo and Golden Earring and The Knits. And Stips wrote super sister type music. And that piece you just heard was For You and For Nobody Else. Well, it was, but it was also the title of it. And I love it. I hope you liked it. And as mentioned before, Adrienne Albert's piece for four saxophones, Mirror, Image. And before that, her singing Charles Ives' children's hour. I'm going to do a little bit of a, an obituary here, I usually steer clear of this stuff like I wasn't going to pretend to feel bad about Phil Spector croaking, you know, for Christ's sake. But every once in a while a personal favorite passes away and I want to make note of it. So I want to mention that Tony Hendra unfortunately just died. He was a humorist. Probably best known to most people as the role of the manager in the movie Spinal Tap. But he also wrote for the National Lampoon in the early 70s, that's where I got to know his work. Before that he had a stand-up comedy act with a guy named Tom Ulett. But it was that National Lampoon work that I really loved and it was during that period where they had just great, great talent working there. Michael O'Donohue and PJ O'Rourke and uh, Doug Kenny And Hendra was my favorite actually. And uh, I had the great pleasure of talking to him one one night at length at a party for a National Lampoon book that my friend Laura had designed. And we talked about, among other things, the song I'm about to play, which is from National Lampoon's album Radio Dinner. It's called Magical Misery Tour. And it's actually built out of things that John Lennon actually said. So the entire lyric is an assemblage of John Lennon quotes. With Hendra singing it He wanted to perform it at the event we were at But uh, they wouldn't let him Times have changed And I gotta warn you before you hear it That it's uh, full of obscenities and salty language All of it directly quoted from John Lennon It also includes a word that you can't say at all Regardless of context Nope or hear, uh, you know, you can't hear it or say it, so you really shouldn't even listen to this. No, it's not that word. Oh no, no, I, w- I would never, I would never use anything with that word in it. You know, personally, I don't even think that word. But I don't, I, I try not to think this word either. Even if I'm reading it, written somewhere, I won't think it because, yeah, yeah, who needs that kind of trouble? You know what I'm saying? And and I'm ashamed of myself for even thinking of playing this song. And I apologize in advance for having played it. Um, well. I... You know, I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it. I'm just going to hit this uh, delete button. and Shit, it's dark in here. I hope I hope that's not the play button. Oh, no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
5: I resent the vomit for your focus. Tell me, what do you know? A lot of faggot middle-class kids wearing long hair fucking parents and I'm sick of him hippies coming knocking at me door with a fucking peace symbol, get this fat fat I don't know your fuckers anything and all i got to say is fuck you
6: The sky is
5: blue And Mick jugger, I think that mix a joke with all his stupid faggot dancing, I always did wiggling his ass, you know, it's just a Come on, saying all those talsy things about the Beatles When well, every fucking thing we ever did We tried to copy and you know we even wrote it second fucking record for another Stones on the same fucking class as the Beatles the music-wise or power-wise, they never ever were I'm a genius like Shakespeare and Beethoven and Van Gogh Don't you dare criticize my work, No Laurie Kyogre was one of the fucking best rock and roll records ever made I'm a fucking artist, I'm sensitive as shit
2: The dream is over.
1: genre, that very tiny genre of rediscovered school albums, along with the Langley School's project. This was the Cult Percussion Ensemble, which was a group of schoolgirls from Aberdeen, Scotland in the late 70s and early 80s, one of whom was Evelyn Glennie, later became a world-renowned percussionist. And they uh, recorded this stuff privately. That was a piece called Polymers, which sounds like the name of an industrial musical's number, but it ain't. It's an amazing album on Trunk Records. Before that, a track from 1986 by a band called The un track called No Way. A lot of negativity there. <laughs> yeah. You bet they were, I believe, from Virginia in the USA. You heard Paul McCartney's song Yvonne co-written with Eric Stewart from 10CC back in the 80s and later on 10CC did a version of it which I don't really like but I like that demo by Paul a lot and we began with magical misery tour by Tony Hendra from National Lampoon's radio dinner rest in peace I'm, I'm kind of oh I ain't gonna call it concerned it crosses my mind that even my little jibing about the PC aspect of that thing at the top of that when I was introducing it um, might cause some eyebrows to cock might cause some cocks to eyebrow out there I don't know, like I said, the thought crosses my mind what is there to say about it? We're headed down the fucking toilet It's exactly that level of mild wise-assery that cost me a lot of listeners on the Buckaroo Holiday and a lot of friends on Facebook. And that's the truth. I ain't making it up. Uh, It's depressing. What isn't depressing is this. There's this guy, Michael O'Shaughnessy. He's a listener to the show. He's a supporter on the Patreon. And he's a really talented guy. I knew he was a great writer. But he had mentioned to me in one of his comments on the Patreon that he did his own music, and I asked him to direct me to, towards it, and he sent me to this Bandcamp page, Sleeping Brothers Records, which was his label, and there's like more albums on it. I mean, it's, it made me—it it shamed me the, the, the how prolific this guy is. under uh, various band names and combinations of musicians and things like that all kinds of different projects but he's put out so many albums over the years and he offers them all like 61 albums or something like this for like under 30 bucks it's like 20 something like for you can download all of them which sounds, why would you do that? Well, first of all, you should support artists who are doing it on their own. Especially when they're really good, and he's really good, because I downloaded the things. I said, fuck it, i you know, may as well abide the things. I haven't even cracked the surface of these things yet, with things being what they are. But everything I've heard is great. Really, it's really great. And um, I highly recommend that you go there and listen to samples of some of the stuff. And if you like any of it, download all of it, because at that price, Christ, you know, it's it's the steel of the century. One of the things that really struck me right away was an album called Mudlarking. A little bit of an XTC tip of the hat there, I'm guessing, by Night Milk. And I think that's pretty much Mike himself. I'll play a track from that. I may play something else later because there's a lot of stuff, like I said, and um, it all bears attention. This one I dug right away, Invisible Commotion.
7: in the spring I
6: didn't
7: know I was beginning My love song to everything
8: I was on
7: my front porch drumming minor chords on my guitar the desert and the stars, they said, sure you got worry in your life, but day is not the death of night. Oh Stellar plumb line Strings of theories were unwrapping I became divine Sure we got worry in our The day is not the death of night
4: DJ
1: Okay, here's one of them pronunciation minefields I enjoy so much. But it was, uh, (laughs) you just heard Quarteto Novo from Brazil. name of the piece was Canto Geral. Okay, so so, so the name of the band is Quarteto, is how it's spelled. Quartet-O-Novo. New quartet, I guess. Brazilian band. Very influential. Did that one album in 1967. Notably featured the percussionist Airto Moreira. <laughs> I don't know. I hope. I hope I'm close. Airto, of course, became a very well-known name in uh, not only Brazilian music but uh, jazz uh, of all types. Played with a lot, a lot of people, and uh, notably Flora Purum. Right. Well, I guess it was his wife. Laura Purim? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The only thing I know about Purim is, you know, the hamatash, and I really like that. But it's a great album. Well, kidding aside. Before that, you heard a big name in Groovy Square. I think you could argue that they might have been more middle of the road. But no, no, I'm claiming them for Groovy Square. I'm talking about the Sandpipers on a and Records, which is really a nerve center for uh, Groovy Square and middle of the road. Pop from the late 60s and the Sandpipers I think you've heard on the show before doing Come Saturday Morning have I played that for you? if I didn't I oughta, and I should probably play it again because what the hell you know Come Saturday Morning is beautiful but what you heard here was a song called Hurry to Me and it wasn't written by any old Maricone it was written by Ennio Morricone for some movie by the same name Hurry to Me but in Italian I guess you know I had a version of that by Roy Budd that I really liked, instrumental version. But you know, it's The Sandpipers, and that was the one, that was the one from the movie. So there it is. It even includes that little reprise, which tells me that it was probably used in two different parts of the movie. And uh, they just, on the single, they put it together. That's my guess. Television with days from their second album, Adventure. I remember back in the days when I used to argue with Jay Spiro about music a lot. I don't know about arguing. He didn't argue much. He was much more level-headed. I would just rant, and he would shake his head. But it wasn't, it wasn't much for television. I used to criticize them a lot. The fact is, I didn't really know much about their music. I'd only heard a little bit and wasn't that interested in it. And then later came to it, partly because Jay liked it. And uh, I said, oh, I ought to, I ought to just shut up and actually listen to it a little bit. <laughs> and I found out that I really liked it. So that was days. And the top of the set, once again, Invisible Commotion by Night Milk from the Mudlarking LP. And I encourage you, strongly encourage you, to go to Bandcamp and check out the other stuff on Sleeping Brothers Records. It's all pretty much Mike O'Shaughnessy and his relatives and friends. And uh, there's a, there are real treasures in there, so you really ought to check it out. By the way, I know I use the term LP, and this is a digital download, but, uh, you know, it's it's an LP. It's a long-playing record. It's conceived that way. That's what I consider. It's not on vinyl, but, you know, go press one if you want it on vinyl. Fuck's sake.
9: The cocks are crowing, the dark is down The cocks are crowing, the dark is down The stars are vanishing one by one And now the night is over The lesser love I had before Is like a candle I my love is rising like the sun And now the night is over My falcon has a silver bear. My As a silver bell, my hawk and hound, I love them well. But now the night is over, the lesser love I had before is like a candle I see no more. My love is rising like the sun and now the night is over so sharp and love I never knew so sharp and love I never knew my love you me through and through, and now the night is over, the lesser love I had before, is like a candle I see no more, my love is rising like the sun, and now the night The cocks are crowing, the dark is down and now the night is on.
4: Very far And alone Quasar Is pulsing The heart is still beating Hope against hope To come home
1: So, uh, was that a Mellotron? Was that a Mellotron that I heard in there? I think it was a Mellotron. I'm I'm sure it was. It was a Mellotron. And it's a good thing, too, because otherwise that track, which is called Rail Yard, by a band called Fido, P-H-I-D-E-A-U-X, like a dog from New Orleans, right? I that song without the Mellotron probably would have sounded more like, uh, you know, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls or Piano Man by Billy Joel, but you got that Mellotron in there, and that makes it better. Uh, don't you think? I think. The album it's from is called 313, 313. And it was released, I don't know, maybe like 2006, 2007, somewhere in there. Now, before that, there was this thing called Shades of Joy was the name of the act, and it was a kind of a studio concoction, but it was all these Sort of jazzy, hippie types, you know? And they recorded this album that used the music from El Topo as a point of departure. The music Alejandro Jodorowsky wrote for El Topo is really beautiful. I've played some of it on the show before, a long time ago. Including that melody, which in the soundtrack of the movie is called The Burial of the First Toy. And it's a beautiful, exquisite orchestral number. And they did a take on it there, which I kind of like. Most of the album is hit or miss. They get into all this jammy kind of boredom. um, And you're really better off listening to the original soundtrack. So I've just saved you the trouble of listening to that album. There's another track on it called The Desert Is A Circle. It's uh, pretty good, but too long and meandering. But uh, that one's nice. Before that we had a song called The Cocks Are Crowing. Now don't start with me. Come on, just let's a little maturity here, people. The Cocks are crowing. It was sung by a woman named Shushe. And she's from Iran. But that's okay because she specializes in Persian folk music and Western folk music. <laughs> I annoyed somebody there. I don't know who, but somebody. That was a song by a guy named Sidney Carter from an album paying tribute to his songs. And Shushe is one of many musicians on this album, a lot of whom were people you heard on that English folk compilation I did. Maddie Pryor, John Kirkpatrick, so forth, doing these beautiful songs by Sidney Carter, who was an English songwriter and uh, musician. Wrote lyrics from musicals back in the 1950s Before he got more heavily into the folk stuff And at the top I played something by Rainbow Band This is a band from Denmark And the weird thing about this is They did that album around about 1970 And it was uh, kind of early prog And kind of partly jazz rock Like the Blood, Sweat and Tears or Chicago type of stuff And then they got a new lead singer And when they got the new lead singer They changed their name to Midnight Sun and re-recorded the whole album with the new singer and there's a version of that song Where Do You Live Kind of, it's not as good it's it's kind of worth listening to and it's it's fun to A and B the two albums but I prefer the version you just heard and that whole album in general I like better so let's see moving along here we're almost uh, you know, about 15 minutes left of this thing thereabouts going by my usual two hour limit you yeah. know try to keep it sane, you know what I mean? I'm in the mood for a little mixed grill at this juncture. And I think I'll start with Tom Paul and the Glazer brothers. Started as a folk act and kept leaning more and more into country until they were eventually one of the real forefront outlaw country acts. And this is a little bit before that, a little bit of a mix of the folk and the country and the pop. It's called Wicked California. And yeah, it's corny and you know how I feel about that.
4: Show me that you're not that kind of girl Hold me to your bosom, California And tell me of the secrets in your mind I've traveled many weary
6: miles to see you And bathe me in that California sunshine. They talk about your bad side, California. They say that you're a painted, painted bird. While putting
1: The Mermaids, M U R M A I D S, with Wild and Wonderful. Their big number was Popsicles and Icicles. But have you ever heard that song they did called Bull Talk? It's one of the great masterpieces of gibberish. I gotta play that. I'm, I'm gonna keep that on deck, maybe the next show. Yeah, The Mermaids. Prior to that, a mysterious psychedelic oddity by the Fallen Angels, most children do. They had a really cool sound, the Fallen Angels, and that one I like, especially because of that sort of seasick trumpet. I guess it's a trumpet, some kind of horn, French horn, I don't know, playing around in the back there. It it adds something special to the record. Before that was a piece of library music by Pete Wilshire, Alien Tides just another example of the great great riches in the vast field of library music and at the top Wicked California by Tom Paul and the Glazer brothers there's another song where Tom Paul refers to a girl as California like she was some girl I guess that he met who was from California so that was his name for her so i don't know whether he's playing on that there with this one here or whether he's really just talking about the state of california i don't know maybe it'll the decadence in bakersfield I, I couldn't tell you but i like it and really the sound of that record is not too different from phil oak's uh, full band version of i ain't marching anymore in terms of sound anyway sensibility might be pretty different Which reminds me, uh, Tom Paul was the front man of the band, but his brother Jim was a pretty well-known songwriter, Jim Glazer, and he becomes a figure in the fabled annals of groovy square music himself, because he wrote the song Woman Woman, which was a huge smash for Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. So smoke on your pipe and put that in. But we're coming to the end of the show, and like I said, it's an express show. I'm not doing a lot of High conceptualizing or deep editing or anything on this one. I'm just playing some songs. Hope you liked them. And I hope we're back really soon with another one. And I'll feature my son Miles on that one. If he's into it, I trust he will be. He likes sharing his favorites with people and his considerable wisdom. And, uh, Again, I'm I'm, I'm terrified, I, I'm sort of confident on one hand and kind of terrified on the other hand. I hate seeing my son go through what he's dealing with now, and I'm hoping that the worst of it is now with the fear of the impending surgery. He received a card the other day, uh, kind of get, get well soon, success on your surgery thing from uh, Marie Williams, who's the mother of my dear departed friend, Joe Williams. And that was a beautiful thing to receive. Thank God for people who have the courtesy and the thoughtfulness to share such support. And um, give a thought to my boy. It's always welcome. I want to thank you for listening, and I'm going to end tonight with a song that's really timely. It's very recent. It's also by Mike O'Shaughnessy. And it's another one that you can get from the amazing... Sure. mega deal that he offers on his bandcamp site for Sleeping Brothers records this one here is from an album called American Bridge and the artist named here is Two Ones really what it is is it's Mike and a bunch of kids family members and friends kids um, who are his own kids too I guess I don't know um, but it's kids singing these songs about these days and uh, it's a China Virus project And this song here, Tough Luck Times, I find really moving, Uh, says plenty. My kids are not as young as this kid is, but we've all gone through the same crap, and uh, we all hope for better things ahead for everybody, um, at least on a personal level. On a national level, I have no hope. But for you, as people, as friends, I wish you love and health, and happiness. You know, this past year has aged me considerably. And I ain't kidding. It's been real tough. Uh... And so it's great to hear this song, which... takes the truth of that... and puts it in such a buoyant, encouraging way. Joyous, even. I think it's an absolute gem. And the joy it imparts is truly precious. And that's what I wish you most of all, wish you joy. And I thank you for listening to Buckaroo Holiday.